Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Improvise So You Make It. I'm Blake. I'm Henry. And we're Henry, Henry and Blake. Blake. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us here today on Improvise So You Make It. This is a podcast all about the improv mindset and how applying the improv mindset to your life offstage can help you to lead a brighter, fuller, more exciting life. We talk with other improvisers and get their insights on how the improv mindset does or does not help them in their daily lives. And we use that conversation to drive interesting, zany, wacky improv scenes that we come up with on the spot. So today we have with us uh, one of uh, a very good friend of mine, somebody who is very close and dear to my heart, both in terms of improv and in terms of life, Gaston Stavashevsky. Hey. Hi, Gaston. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us today, Gaston. How are you feeling? <laughs> good. Feeling very well. You look like a man who's just come... Uh, who, you, have you got a bit of a tan, Gaston? Oh, yes. I <laughs> might do, Blake. Why I, have you got a bit of a tan? I was just on Crete in Greece. Ooh. Yes. Yes. You know, soaking it up, uh, living the life, boat tours and sun. And but but it was work and play, wasn't it? It was work and play. How do you know? Yeah, we we had a it's little. It's like film. we discussed this beforehand. We, we had a little film that showed at a festival in Paleohora uh, cool. in Greece. Yeah, it was very nice. What was the name of your film? Luftholen, Take a Breath. Nice. And did you win anything by any chance? Oh, interesting. <gasps> you ask. We did win. Yeah, we won the award for best casting. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. We're very 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 happy. It was really really nice. I yeah. feel I feel like we may as well just plug it early on. Is there anywhere that people can see Luft? Tolan or they can get their hands on this amazing short film. Oh, not did. yet, not yet. Um, we're gonna really, re- we're gonna release it soon. We're gonna release it uh, very soon. It's still kind of doing the festival run, so we're still cool. submitting it to a couple of festivals, and then it'll uh, come out. But like GastonStabishevsky.com is a good resource for all things. And we will be sure to add yeah. that link in the description of this episode. Yes, uh, Gaston. Are you a filmmaker? Are you an improviser? Are you an act? Like, what, what would you call yourself? I hope all of the above, you yeah. know? Like, I'm a director, writer, actor, um, improviser, also musician, but kind of not at the moment, uh, you know? And, um, yeah, that's kind of it. Well, yeah. I think that's a bit harsh, right? Like, mm-hmm. as in, one is a musician binary, yes or no. Whether yeah, yeah. one is practicing music, that's a different question. Maybe that's the thing. So yeah. I am a musician. Yeah. I'm a drummer and I'm a singer. Um, and I used to have a band for a really long time. And now um, now I don't anymore. And uh, it's just a matter of kind of time. Uh, and focus. Yeah, f- and focus, right? Because I, um, I play improv shows many times a week sometimes. Yeah. Multiple times a week. And then all the projects that I'm kind of uh, always trying to juggle at the same time film-wise, you know, just yeah. make it make it tough. So disbanding the band was also like a decision. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, good about focus. Find, yeah, yeah, finding focus. Yeah, yeah well, for sure. So Gaston, artist, jack of all trades. Is there is there a term for being a jack of all trades in the art world? Ah, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's such a Gaston, that guy, honestly. He <laughs> such just a does, Gaston. does yeah, everything. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, I think, a good moniker. <laughs> An exiple yeah. threats. You're just, you're, yeah. you're coming from all angles. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would say that yeah. about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do many things kind of okay and nothing really 100%, you know. <laughs> um, Gaston, just we like to we like to give our improvisers and our guests just a little chance to be themselves uh, with a question that maybe is a little bit deeper than what do you do. Mm. Uh, imagine the scenario, your apartment has caught fire and it is a, f- and a four alarm fire. That oh, whole shit. thing is going up in smoke. Fuck. You have to grab yeah, one thing and oh, get out of there. Fuck. What? Are you taking with you? Which Blu-ray will I take? <laughs> oh, man, oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Oh, what do I take? I, I will take my girlfriend. No, let's assume. No, that's, <laughs> she, that's she's going she's out with me. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Anya yeah. is safe. What else are you taking out of that well, apartment then, with you? Uh, really, which Blu-ray? Um, no, I don't know. What so? 
materialist stuff. You know, I don't know if I believe in that too much. What, what do I take? I'm not trying to be like cute about it. It's, it just really is like, even if you ask me, you can only take one Blu-ray. I'm like, oh, fuck them all. You know? Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. So Gaston, you're just going to let the apartment burn. You're like, is my girlfriend out? Am I out? The rest of it can go. I don't care. I can care. get all of that stuff. Maybe my wallet. Cause it's a pain in the ass to get a new visa card. You know? Yeah. That's, like, that's, it takes a long time. So I'll just take the wallet. There's okay. a couple of stuff, but that's like a cheat, right? Like I have, you've got a few things in the I've wallet, things, things that things, you yeah. need to keep close. Oh, right. My drum set is in my apartment at the moment, but that's all and shitty so leave it yeah. <laughs> never mind never mind well uh this has been riveting and oh, i appreciate really interesting right? I, I appreciate uh, <laughs> your openness and your honesty with that question gaston today we're going to be talking about the base reality mm. uh this is principle number three of henry and blake's improv manifesto um so henry why don't you take it away tell us a little bit about the base reality the base reality is the common shared understanding of the worlds in which we're operating and forms the backbone of our behavior and interactions with others. To form the base reality on any given situation, we need to know three things. First, who are the people in the situation, and who are they to each other? Second, what are those people doing, thinking, and feeling? And third, where are they? Once we know the who, the what, and the where of a situation, we can start adjusting our own behaviors and interactions to match. The creation of a solid, fully understood, ready-to-explore base reality makes it possible to playfully explore the components of that reality while respecting the needs of each individual in it. All right, so long story short, the base reality is essentially the who, what, where of any given scene. Yeah. Who are the people in the scene, where are they, and what are they doing? The idea being, of course, that you're going to speak differently if you're talking to your doctor versus if you're talking to your mother. You're going to uh, behave differently if you're at a rock concert versus if you're at a library. And you're going to interact differently in the idea of the what are they doing. You're going to interact differently if you're, say, for example, having a conversation about your favorite movie versus having a conversation about whether or not you should put your put your dog to sleep. Yeah. So this is the idea of the base reality and how it applies to life. Uh, I think we can start there, Gaston. Where do you see some overlaps between the base reality and what it means on an improv scene and setting up that base reality with your scene partner so they know who you are, where you are, and what you're doing? Do you see any, any way that that maps to, to the real world? Yeah, for sure. A lot of ways. And I've been thinking about it, actually, too. Um, for improv, it's so, so important, right? Like, you get on stage together and you you kind of have to make clear who you are to each other, where you are, what you're doing, and and be very clear about your communication. You know, like you have to honestly think about how what you say is reaching the other person. You know, what is being inferred from what you're doing. And if you're not clear enough, it won't be clear to the other person. And then you'll get lost. You know, at a certain point in that scene, you will find out, oh, fuck, okay, I didn't really know where we were. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought we were in a veterinary's office and it turns out we're on the beach. That yeah, exactly. changes everything. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, um, in, in life, and I don't want to go on a tangent just quite yet because I think like that's always something that I'm exploring is like, you know, where are we both? And how are we um, kind of communicating with each other in a positive way to to let each other know that we're on the same page, you know? Because mm. I'm a person that's very bad with conflict. Like, I can't have conflict well. You know, I'm very, 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 very wary of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in, in improv, you don't want conflict, right? So, I think... 
um, if if I'm a good improviser, you know, wh- when I'm a good improviser, in the scenes that I'm a good improviser in, um, I think I'm, I'm not focusing on conflict at all, right? Like, I'm trying to communicate very positively with my scene partner about the scene. And the same goes for movies. I, I, I think we all kind of hate these grim, dark movies where all people do is yell at each other and fight for no reason at all. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. in many short films of like people just starting out and I've for sure probably made this mistake as well is like, what, what can I do? Cause everything's always about conflict, right? What can I do to make this interesting? Right. They'll fight. They'll just yell at each other and they'll be like having a bad time and a bad relationship. And I just fucking hate it. And I hate it in life and I hate it in those films. But I, I there's also a side of me that's like, I should do more of conflict, you know? Um, that's a thought. I think, I think it's worth mentioning if anyone is listening to this podcast who is not really familiar with improv or, or hasn't done much improv, uh, Gaston is talking about moving away from conflict. And the reason, generally speaking, my understanding of the reason we want to avoid conflict on a stage is because you're not actually building anything together. What you wind up with is person A saying their opinion, person B saying their opinion. And what the scene becomes about is the, the headbutting of those two ideas, but we don't actually get anywhere. We never see the scene evolve or the characters change. And so when you often especially for early improvisers it's very recommended that you avoid conflict that when you when someone presents like i think this you just go oh yeah and so do i now suddenly magically i agree let's move away from that conflict and let's find something actually much more interesting which generally speaking we say focus on relationships what's happening between the two people rather than the conflict and that's where the base reality comes into play how can we focus on the relationship if we don't know what that relationship is or how we're feeling within that relationship and i I mean a good shortcut for that i always found like starting out was the two peas in a pot scenes yeah right i don't know if you if you talked about this where you just yes. kind of like someone comes in like I hate the beach and then the other person goes yeah right I hate the beach it's yeah, like yeah. you know we're both essentially the same uh, person and that kind of is a nice shortcut to not having any conflict in the scene yeah. then we have to do certain other things yeah. with the peas in the pot scene to make it interesting you know so it doesn't stagnate but yeah. Yeah. sometimes people think that uh, improv is a bit everything is a magical world and everything is you you you, yeah. you can't have some conflict in it but I think it's uh, I remember Noah from Comedy Cafe Berlin who gave us a course and he was telling us about the conflict is a spice and conflict cannot be between you as 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 people it cannot exactly, be it cannot yeah. be the center of the relationship so in the example you gave and okay we are angry at the beach we don't like the beach yeah. but we're not angry at each other you know exactly, what i mean like yeah. and, and sometimes that conflict often that conflict blocks you and from from building that scene and that's the problem yeah exactly and then also we get to base reality also people think improv is always very crazy you know like we 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 picture improv as like everyone on stage is kind of yelling and like oh you know i'm goofy character and nothing's really real and i think that's a huge kind of misconception and maybe and it is prevalent in like quote-unquote bad improv or like improv that you do when you're just starting out is you just want to do something funny so you go on stage and you say something outlandish and weird and then the other person wants to be funny as well though so they say something outlandish and weird yeah um and then it's just kind of piles on top of each other and we've completely lost all sense of the base reality like where are we actually what is actually the reality of this scene if everything is just crazy on top of each other we don't have anything to you know base it on you know we don't see crazy we just see crazy we don't see it in relation to anything normal and that's why in a piece in a pot scene for example if you have two people hating the beach and going like i fucking hate this sand you know um it's good to either have a walk-on so someone who joins the scene um 
and and go like, why are you guys so negative about the beach? This is beautiful. Or the two peas in a pod characters acknowledging everyone else says this beach is great and the sun is shining, but I hate it. You know, like we yeah. kind of have to have a sense of these two people are in a reality and that reality doesn't have to be ours. Of course, like it can be a weird reality, but it does have to be there. You yeah. know, there has to be a base reality. Yeah. And what is a base reality in real life? I mean, you, yeah. you mentioned that you feel that it does map to life. So can you tell us a little bit about how you see that as uh, being being the case? Well, uh, I can think about it aloud, right? A little please, bit. please, please. Yeah, reflect, <laughs> reflect aloud. So I, like I said, I don't really um, enjoy conflict. I don't know who does enjoy conflict, but I think other, some people are better at it than others. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that good at it. And I try to circumvent it wherever I can. Yeah. I always try to attach not only who are we and who are we to each other, but part of the who is and how are we feeling? Who is in this scene? Or who am I talking to? Who's in this conversation? And and what are we feeling? And I think that that for me can help get out of conflict because so often where <laughs> conflict can arise is when you're just kind of not getting why you're not meshing. Like, why is this conversation mm-hmm. not working? Or why are we trying yeah. to work together and it's not working? And sometimes it's just that like, hey, I'm really tired because uh, I'm sick and I couldn't sleep well last night and I'm here to do the thing that we're supposed to do together, yeah. but I am going to be functioning a little slowly today and I need you to know that. And suddenly you knowing that, I feel like instantly you're like, or it, it makes it much easier to be patient because you're like, oh, I get it. This person is not at full capacity. Whereas if it's, if you think I'm working with John, John is at full capacity. That's my assumption. And today he's just not, per- like my expectations are not being met. John is not performing at full capacity. Why is that? John, come on, I need you to step up to the plate, like, da, 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 yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, sports, <laughs> sports idioms, go. Um, but if, if John could just say, today, I'm really slow, I was sick, I've been sick all week, I haven't slept well, I'm, I'm doing my best, but I can't give what mm. I would normally give. Suddenly, the reality is so much clearer, because the base reality isn't, it's me and John, and we're working together, it's me and like a hindered John working together. And yeah. that changes the dynamic of how we have to work together and it changes the dynamic of the ways in which i can support john to be his better self or to be his best self for example in this in this hypothetical example where i work with a guy called john yeah honesty is really really important that's so true kind of of reminds me too of like making statements in improv scenes you know like if there's a conflict you know, we want to know why and move on from it. So it's good yeah. to have confessions and improv scenes, yeah. right? You just come out and say as your character, listen, th- here's the thing. I just am feeling bad today. You know, wh- whatever it might be. Um, but so m- maybe I can explain here, like what, what I'm trying to get at with like the, what I'm trying to maybe um, work on kind of personally in terms of this conflict. Like I, I think I tend to do a lot of work in conversations to make sure we are... M- meshing well you know to make sure we are gelling you know i will go out of my way to you know let you know how much i want us to get along (laughs) so if if maybe if there's a person that um where it's just not really working you know i will try again and again through jokes and then also through like honest statements about myself to um forge a connection and sometimes in the past like i've gotten to a point where i felt um like i'd given too much of myself you know and nothing was coming back you know because sometimes if you do that when you address a situation and you're like listen i'm just not feeling well today i i didn't sleep uh, much you know so that's why i'm and then the other person like "Mm," you know or like doesn't react to it yeah um it, it it can also kind of tap you out 
you know, in, in a way. Um, and I think that's kind of the point that I've hit personally. Um, <laughs> so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm trying it to let other people do the work as well. Cause like an improv as well, like we both have to do the work. Yeah, right. It can't just be one person making all the no. choices. We both have to do it. And sometimes we don't all do it. You know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm in a conversation and I'm thinking like, can someone besides me do some work? You know, <laughs> yes, like, like yes. We're, we're at parties, you know, five people there and I'm constantly the guy that has to make sure we don't have an awkward silence. You you're, know? you're, you're, putting energy into the discussion and over and over again you're fueling it and you exactly. get the impression to get that it, just, it exactly. sucks up your, uh, your soul somehow yeah, yeah. yeah so the thing is yeah. like we have to build the base reality together you know like we we have to all kind of make sure yes um but but then maybe other people like you said you know are having a bad day don't feel tapped out don't know how to respond are nervous you know many people are i think much more nervous yeah to interact socially than we yes. think that we yeah it really applies to any situation. The example you were you were bringing Blake with uh, your your fictitious fictional <laughs> uh, friend John uh, coworker John. It's knowing what is going on in his head, knowing who he is, what's his context, what's his reality, making sure that you understand his reality, because then you can work with him. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I think the base reality. Uh, how many times do we're going to say those three words in, in one <laughs> go? It's as you know, it's the inner, it's the intersection of everyone's individual reality right and so it's not just in this example with john it's not it's a guy working with another guy it's there's one person here and one of and another person here and one of those two people is feeling super tired and is unable to find the energy to like effectively run the the workshop or whatever yeah and what knowing that can do is so powerful like if somebody comes up to me as you said with honesty can just say man i'm not i'm not feeling it today like my reality today is i'm tired because i didn't sleep because i'm sick then i can be like cool can i get you a cup of coffee let me right. let me help. Right, now I right, know right. what the problem is. Instead of just like, why is John not up to snuff today? Now I actually know why John is not up to snuff today. And that True. gives me the power to do something about it. And it can be, let's reschedule until you feel better. Let me get you a cup of coffee. Why don't we do this meeting outside where it's warm and, and like fresh air or whatever. But once you know what's up with people, then you can kind of work around it. And I think that's where we get so stuck in human interaction sometimes because I don't know that everyone feels comfortable stating or even knows how how yeah. to state what they are feeling. What are they doing and what are they feeling? You know, so so many times I feel like I've gotten in a fight with a friend or uh, a partner or something. And you realize if I had just known that this thing had happened to you today, if I had known yeah. that you got this piece of bad news, or if I had known that you got this piece of great news and now you're in this really great mood and I just couldn't figure out why because I thought we were having a fight and now you're in a really great mood. Just knowing what's going on with people gives you the chance to sort of interact with them in a way that that makes sense with how they're feeling and, and what's going on with them are they stressed are they you know are they are they feeling happy are you stressed are you feeling happy okay we're both stressed we both need to walk like let's not try to solve this problem while we're both stressed yeah let's mm. come you know what i mean like if you can say that out loud we cut to a campaign office <laughs> uh i'm thinking we don't tell them anything sorry who uh, Tell um, who the the voters, um, the voters, John. Okay, well, Senator McFeinstein, um, uh, with all due respect, I think we do need to tell them something. Um, Sorry, who? 
Who are we telling something to? The voters. The John? voters, John. Who? We're at a campaign who? office. We're running Mr. Senator's campaign, and you keep asking who. who All right, well, we? give me a second, because I'm on the phone to the pizza guy, and I need to tell him something, and you're telling me not to tell him what we want to order, you know? Easy. Oh, right. Okay. That makes well, sense. I wasn't there for the pizza ordering. Okay, you ordered me in here. That sir. happened before you arrived. D- okay, well, Robert, then you guys should wrap that up because I'm as a campaign manager. I think I shouldn't be here for this pizza ordering. But um, with all due respect, sir. I mean, it does implicate you. We need to know if you're gluten free or not, Robert. You're going to eat with us. I'll have the gluten full salami pizza. So hang on a second. We are telling the pizza people something. What? Yeah. Yeah, hang I'm we're we're sussing this out. Can you just give me a second, Domino's? All right. Can I tell the pizza people something? We No. What? Okay, so this uh, is this is what I'm saying. He wants to talk you said the voters, now we're saying now we're saying nothing to Domino's. That guy is voting. I don't want him to know. You don't want him to know you're running or you don't want him to know our pizza order? Both. You just wanna take go ahead. I, I don't know what you want. I'm I'm lost here. I want people, anyone who has a connection to us whatsoever, to be in a blur. I think that if we practice that muscle, guys, together, and that starts with the pizza order, but and, and ultimately that's going to be with the voters, they need to be in a blur. Because then we wait, can wait, manipulate wait, wait, wait. Stop, them, stop, 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 and stop, then stop, we can stop, get stop, into stop, the stop, office, stop, 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 the big one. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second. John, you're being disrespectful to this. I'm, I'm sorry. Why do you want people to be in a blur? What is that about? Because people who don't know things are much more ready to give your, ah, their power to you. That makes you're, no sense It's at about all. control. Ah, so it doesn't make any sense. Yes. Because, well, you, you know, people need to know that they're, you know, they need to know you exist for you to control them as a campaign manager. You know, I run ran the campaign of Senator Bobby Bobster um, of Michigan, and, you know, people knew he was running. All right. Just three largest, I don't know, send them our way. What? A, what? Yeah, whatever. I don't, I can't tell you anymore. I'm keeping you in a blur. Don't send us three. Him. Send us, don't worry, McFeinstein, I'm not. Send us, th- send us three pizzas. <laughs> Uh, okay, both of you keep talking about control. Now, I was under the impression that this is democracy, and we are here to help people meet their needs. What is this about? What, what? No, we're not. We're here to win. I want to win my campaign. But they can't know what we're thinking. So this is way too high concept for me. I'm a campaign manager, not some sort of literary major or anything like that. Okay. Um, I slept three hours tonight. Uh, Did you what? Because I was having bad dreams. Okay. About my mother and it doesn't matter. I don't need to get into that here, but I'm very tired. So John, you, the intern seem to now be in charge and and very much uh, close to the Senator. So why don't you guys hash this out and I will go sleep before you go to sleep. Can I just say you, deserve this more than anyone here's a cup of coffee i hope that that helps make the rest of your day more pleasant john and i hope that we can work together at a time when you feel a little more energized john thank you so much you're the best intern that i've ever had well just wait till the pizza gets here before you make that call because i don't know what you're gonna get you might not be getting that gluten-full mm. salami pizza oh it's hot oh john god damn it you didn't 
You didn't tell coffee. him that it was hot? I mean, uh, I thought we could presume the coffee was hot. It, it is coffee, after all. But I didn't know you just put it out... Out of the boiler, it's just you just you just you just you just, you, you you just poured it out of the boiler. Okay, uh, this room is just full of some energy that I can't handle. Mm. So here's my letter of resignation because I don't want to work for you anymore. Well, you had that prepared. Really? I mean, I always have my letter of res- resignation in the back pocket. It really makes a big impact when you whip it out, right? Everyone is abandoning me now, abandoning me. Yeah, I'm abandoning mm. you. Uh, this guy looks like he's about to abandon you. Uh, enjoy your pizza, whatever you is get. Is it true, Robert? Well, in my dream tonight, um, my mother told me something that um, I really appreciated. And she told me, you should floss more, Jeremy. And I took that to mean I should resign. I should resign, floss my teeth of this bad influence that you are with your high concept abstract strategies for your campaign, Mr. Mech. Yeah, let's go get a pizza that we actually want. What do you say to that? Yeah, sure. Okay, here's my letter of resignation. Oh, uh, great. Sorry. How 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 good is that to whip that out it's and throw really it on the desk? It's really good. Yeah, yeah great. I prepared it in my sleep tonight. I don't know, there might be typos in there. It's but. all good. And scene. <laughs> great. <laughs> What are, the, what are those noises for? That was a really fun scene. Yeah, that was that. No, that was like a po- political uh, trumpet. That was a political trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Po- political trumpet. Yeah. What kind of an impact could understanding and applying the base reality have on a global scale? On the global level, not as it doesn't have to be global per se, but like let's think outside of two people hanging out. Let's think uh, a little bit bigger. So. I don't know, two groups of people or two teams or I don't know, just I'm thinking less on the individual level and more on a group level. Does this does does the base reality still apply and how? Well, I was I was thinking about this in terms of improv again and maybe then we'll we will be able to build a bridge to to life again. Um you know, if if two people uh, are playing in an improv scene, they have established a base reality and so if you want to walk on and join them in the scene you want to add to that reality you know you want to add to their scene you want to play within the same base reality um and i think that applies to many many things like if if you enter a group that's what you kind of always do right you like you bring your individual stuff in there but you also want to kind of feel out um you know, what, what the group vibe is like, yeah. you know, and how you can ki- kind of fit into that, you know, because because no one wants somebody to come into a group and just be like, oh, you know, look at me. It's like, you know, you want to be part of that group. Yeah. And that's sometimes tough to figure out, though. Like and whenever we start a new job, whenever we, you know, get into say, go to a party that we don't know many people, you know, yeah, it's right. like you kind of have to adjust to the vibe of the party. And then there's Mm. also that little thing of like your individual voice commenting is like, do I like this group? What do I think? That's sometimes like a weird thing, right? Like that we tend to forget or like, you know, we worry so much about fitting in that we don't really ask ourselves anymore, but do I want to be here? Yeah. Right. Yes. I I think that's happened to me a couple times. Certainly that notion of like, well, at my last job or in my last group of whatever, or in this last thing, we did it this way. Yeah. You know, that, that, and that's exactly what's happening is you're, you're seeing like a, um, a discrepancy between the base reality that you had 
and the base reality that you c- currently have. Well, at my last job, it was okay for us to kind of come in whenever. Well, at this one, you can't yeah. just kind of come. Well, in my last relationship, you know, my girlfriend and I, we understood that like my morning times were my morning times and I wasn't to be spoken to before I left the house because I just needed that. Okay, well, that's not the relationship you're in now. And now you have to kind of, okay, cool. What's what's the reality of this new person? Yeah. And how do I merge those and two And that's things? also interesting, right? Because like um, it, it's, it's tough to see sometimes you know, what of that is habitual, like what you're just used to and what you really want, you know, cause sometimes we feel like, Oh, but I'm used to doing it this way. That's the way I want it to yeah. be, you know, but maybe sometimes there can be something new and something exciting and something very productive mm-hmm. in trying to, you know, learn to do it this new way. And then you can still like sometime down the road, make a decision about what you like more. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, this feels really relevant recently. Um, I I've moved apartments recently. And so for like, so let's say the last five years or so I've been kind of like living in different apartments, Vegas. So like living it with roommates, living by myself, living with roommates again, living with a partner. Like, so I, I've kind of run the gamut and, uh, I recently moved into a new apartment and I'm living with one of my very closest friends. Um, and I, the first morning that I was here, I woke up I like to be alone in the morning. I don't like to be talked to. I need time to kind of focus my brain and get in the right attitude for the day. Uh, So I like to eat my breakfast by myself. I like to kind of just do my own thing. And I woke up and I heard her and her uh, boyfriend in the kitchen. And I thought to myself, how am I going to get in there and make a bowl of cereal and get out of there and get to my room without it being weird that like the first day that I moved in, I'm like, hey guys, I'll just be eating this by myself. Thank you very much. Good morning. And as I was telling myself that, I realized like, wait a second why are you already assuming that's the way you're going to handle this situation? Like think about what's been going on. So yes, it's true that in the past five years, the roommate situations that I've had and the people that I lived with didn't really work quite so well. We didn't have such a personal connection. So of course I didn't want to like work at a conversation in the morning. And I thought, when in the last five years have you been living with someone with whom you're so close, with whom you're so comfortable, who always puts you in a good mood, who always makes you happy. And why are you going to deny yourself the chance to explore this new reality? Yeah. Maybe go in there and just have a seat and just see how it feels before you just make up your mind that this is the same as always. No, it's not the same as always. The reality has changed and maybe I should change with it. I went in there. I sat down. I had a wonderful breakfast, laughed my head off because my roommate is great. We were having a great conversation. And now I don't now I don't do that anymore. Now I actually really enjoy like sitting and having Mm -hmm. my breakfast with her whenever we can. Uh, And it's just crazy how like the reality is different and my behavior thus is different, you know? I mean, but that's the, like, stepping out of your, you know, quote-unquote comfort zone, to yeah. use, like, an overused term. But it's like, mm. you know, like, I, I think we never... We very, very rarely regret um, having stepped out of it you know yeah. like and 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 done that it's whenever we ask ourselves do i want to stay home tonight or do i want to go out with the people that i really like yeah. you know you you very seldom regret having gone out but to you know kind of to to get to that point is tough yeah very tough we cut to a kitchen in the morning it is warm the sun is shining through the window at the table is one person sitting there uh, enjoying a bowl of cereal and into the room walks another roommate uh, they're new to the apartment and uh, they're gonna have their first breakfast together oh hey man come in hey you want hey. some cereal yeah 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 sure cool i got cocoa pops i got fruity loops what do you want i got muesli oh the fruity loops man that's good good. you want to mix it i always mix mine oh yeah i never tried yeah yeah Yeah, sure sure, here sure (laughs) oh yeah i'll just say that's for uh i always make a little sound when i pour in the milk 
Here. Oh, thank you, man. I, I, you know, did you hear a sound last night? Hmm? What sound? The sound in Robert's room. Oh, yeah, Robert. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of like big noises at some point and oh, like yeah, very yeah, repetitive yeah. for a while and yeah yeah do you yeah, know yeah. do you know what what is he up to those days uh, did you pour me some fruity loo oh hey robert how's hey. it going you want to uh, mix hey man pour me the mix um so is really interesting new guy was just asking about what you what you do in there at night you know i didn't tell him yet I'm not going to clean up this bowl of cereal which has passed through my transparent body. And do, do you get, do you have, here's a hint. Uh, what was going on in his room last night, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You look pale, man. Are you commenting on the way I look? This is the 21st century. Hey, dude, that's not really cool, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm sorry. It was not at all to, to offend you or whatsoever. It's just, no, just, no. Maybe, no, we're just maybe pulling maybe your leg, thing. man. You're just pulling oh, your okay, leg. Cool. Robert just makes these okay. jokes. <laughs> yeah, so he, I'm sure you're a nice guy. So he's uh, an apparition, a uh, ghost. Um, been living here for a while now. Uh, actually, I, I was the one. He, he, he was here I'm before. I'm on right? the contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. the apartment is so cheap. Yeah. All right. And that repetitive noise you heard yesterday is he has a little recording of how he died, which mm. is he hit his head against the wall several times. And that's like a repetitive. You were talking about a repetitive. Oh, you probably thought it was sex or something like that. I mean, no, no, I mean no, that's, no. that's, that's the first thing I went for. Yeah, bro. yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, is, that, is that the reason why there was a crack on top of my bed? Because our two rooms are... are you know, just with one wool in no, between, right? No, that was a sex thing. <laughs> oh, I all right. was Sorry, a handsome man. man in my day. Yeah. He does have his oh. desires, you know, like... Oh, good yeah. good, good for you. Good for you. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johan, I must admit, he's taking it very well yeah, that he lives with You don't seem to be irritated. Other people seem irritated, you know? So uh, that's, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been around Berlin a lot, and uh, I've seen some crazy, crazy thingies. Uh, so you seen I mean, a ghost before? No, that's the no, that's oh, the because we always time. thought that was like our thing, you know. We don't want only ghost vega in Berlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Hmm, that's why there were all of those ghost emoji on the. Uh, huh. Exactly. On the yeah, yeah, we can't come right out and say it. It's the meetup of Schutzbund. You know, they just go crazy. But it, I, I, I'm just wondering, like, how, how do you uh, how do you guys met? Well, he came to the first apartment casting, and we yeah. hit it right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also is the only roommate who doesn't mind the ectoplasm I leave all over the apartment. Oh, is that the thing? Yeah. Oh. And by the way, so we do have a cleaning schedule. Um, very strict. Very strict right. cleaning schedule. It's um, We try to have an arrangement where the new guy does it for the first month, you know, just kind of to, you know, ease you into the process, because it does take two days. You'll need to uh, get familiar and accustomed to touching ectoplasm. Yeah. It's very unusual. It makes you feel very, very cold. I I, yeah, I worked at festivals, guys, so it's, it's kind of okay. I mean, I've, I've definitely I seen... I it really well, Robert. So, so well. well. So nice. So nice. I just have a question in terms of privacy, because you, you definitely entered through the door. Like, uh, do we have a policy about privacy? 
There is no privacy in this Vegas. It's an open door Vegas. Okay, Dad's, listen, Dad's maybe a problem for me. I mean, I I, I tend to bring girls from time to time. And like, I, I, you know, no no offense, Robert, but like, I would really appreciate if you stayed in your... Robert watches. That's That's the the deal. deal. (laughs) Is, Is it? Yeah. I mean, we can't come right out and say that on the Vige Gazuch thing because, like, the media shows one. But, yes, that's the deal. I, I bring girls, man. Like, I, my girlfriend now, like, I, I used to bring a lot of girls. Now, my girlfriend, she's cool with we it. We always ask first. Very important. There's always consent. Always. Always. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm fine with the, the, the cleaning schedule. I'm, I'm also really fine cool. with, cool, cool, you cool. know, I've been nice. looking for, I've been so desperate with flats, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm really okay to stay here, but just a privacy thing. Like, is, is there a way that you can? You're allowed to walk into my room anytime you, can you do like. It. You can, it's, it's like a steel door, but you could walk in if you can get in, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering what's in there now. Like uh, you're, you're, you're free to look. Yeah, There's just no have a privacy. Look, look. Yeah. we open. He opens the door to his bedroom, and we see a pentagram in the middle ah. of the floor yeah. with candles. And there's still the blood, you know. So that's his blood, oh. though. No, no one else's blood. No, it's Robert's blood. That's my <laughs> blood. No murders in this no, apartment. No, 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 no. Ah, all right, all right, all right. You well, see, open door policy. Doesn't it feel good to have your curiosity satiated? I'm. I mean, I went to Kit Kat uh, last weekend, so I'm. I'm pr- pretty open. I mean, my boundaries are oh, expanding. He's taking but it really well, right? So, so well. That's it's nice. one of the reasons I came to Berlin. So I guess, I guess, yeah, you can, you can, you can come. Yeah, we can, we can share. Yeah. Glad we cleared that one up. So also, what we need from you is a hand. You see, i very polite of you not to have asked about the stump, but we do give Robert one sacrifice um, upon moving in. Or I'll consume your firstborn. And scene. That was better. That was better. That felt good. That yeah. felt good. Uh, Great. I'm I'm thinking about um, like how this applies on a larger scale, and I kind of have sort of a thought in my head about it. And uh, I think there's so much going on in the world. I I don't know how political I want to get, just because whatever it doesn't matter. We'll just go with this. It's improv. I I'm from Texas. Yeah. Uh, uh, there is uh, a lot of debate at the moment. There's a lot of very high tension at the moment considering immigration, particularly on the southern border of the United States. And you're seeing this in Europe as well with refugee crisis, like people putting up walls. And when I look at this, I see the base reality and and like the lack of clear like clarity that we have in the base realities. It's so obvious to me. So you have a group of people who are saying we want to build a wall, I, yeah, I'm trying to like skate this diplomatically, but I don't know if it's possible. Some people are saying we want to build a wall. We don't want people coming in here. And at the same time, you've got these people who are trying to cross this border, who are trying to immigrate. And the question that I have is, like, where does the base reality come into this? The, the, there's a huge thing, obviously, there. Yeah. And like, it's very kind of, I want to be very careful because everything you say about it kind of sounds trite. It's you know? hard. Everything, right. everything one says about it. You know, I don't really feel that I have anything to add to that Nor conversation, you know, but um, that that other people are, aren't saying more eloquently is, is what Absolutely. I'm saying. But the, but the thing is there, so base reality has to do with um, listening, right? Yes. And with having all the information. If you step into an improv scene and 
at some point you realize, fuck, I don't know where we are, you know? Um, yeah, and then, how can then I you do realize, object you know, work? like, yeah, like, fuck, I haven't listened, you know, I haven't listened properly. Um, and, and I think if we want to apply that to that situation is like, of course we have these huge problems with factualness and like, what is our base reality? We can't seem to agree on, on simple truths right. as a society anymore. But maybe there's this aspect to it where like, if, if everyone, um, knew what all the other people's base reality was, you know, what, like what people that are very, very desperate and very, very, um, like, like f fleeing, um, persecution or fleeing wars, fleeing poverty. If we really knew had all the information yes. about their reality, you know, then maybe we could agree more on what is happening because and how to and how to move forward together exactly in, in this thing I've to, I've to find a solution together um for me one one example that is that is really striking is global warming if you don't take into account if you only think from your own perspective in your own reality i don't know let's say here in germany if you just think about global warming just from a german-centric perspective and you don't inform yourself about what other countries are doing if you don't set yourself up for understanding and and if you're not ready to collaborate with other countries yeah. well as, as one country, how much can you do? Like, because it's a global problem, right? So any problem which is bigger than you requires for you to, as you said, Gaston, communicate to, I mean, to, to, to understand what's, like to make sure that people understand what's your reality, to make sure that you can collaborate and you can move together. And that's what we use every time we step on an improv stage. We're trying to get our reality out there so people get it. So we're trying to understand and listen to what, what, what the others are doing. I'm doing. I, yeah, but I mean, I mean, you look at like how the world kind of works globally in terms yeah. of how inter information is being passed out, you know, is like, it's like we were having an improv scene with a billion, over a billion players, you know, and everyone's saying different stuff at the same time. And you kind of choose who you, who you listen to, you know? And I think, yeah, absolutely. We choose who we listen to and, and who we don't listen to, you know, and I think that's yeah. also a really important idea is like, are we listening to the realities of other people or are we so concerned with our own reality and, and fearful of losing what we consider that to be that we're not listening to other people? You know, I mean, migration is a real thing and people migrate for many reasons. I myself am, a, am an immigrant. I have left where my home and I've gone elsewhere and I've, I have many reasons for that, many personal reasons for that. And I mean... So I take this this conversation very seriously because it affects, I mean, it, it, it implicates me and it certainly implicates Henry, who's also an immigrant. I mean, you know, there are a thousand reasons why people do what they do. And I think so often we just, we let our fear speak for itself uh, or we just choose not to listen. And we don't want to know the realities of other people because then, then it complicates things. And it, their reality is so important. You know, it's important yeah. that we understand why are you moving in the first place? And then maybe we can come up with a policy solution together as opposed to, look, we just don't like it. And here's our thought on it. I don't know. It's it's such a touchy subject. Mm. I'm having trouble talking about it. But and during yeah. during a quick parallel, it's um, when we're having group scenes on an improv stage. It can happen that one one person, one of the players, is not really integrated. Maybe you arrive later into the yeah. scene. They, they 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 doesn't know. They they don't know what to do. And that's where is the job of the players who are already on stage and who maybe have a clear idea about what's going on to integrate that person, you know what I mean? To bring that person in. It is pretty relevant to the real world as well. Like when, you, when you're making a decision for anything that is at a group level, yeah, you need to take the take into account the reality of 
everyone. I mean, maybe to move to a more kind of private like uh, <laughs> realm again, rather than the political is like, because I'm, I'm always kind of thinking about parties and stuff like yes. social situations. And we all know that, right? Like we're sitting in a group and there's a person left out of the conversation, yeah. you know, like someone yes. sitting kind of in the corner, not really participating. And I think it's very easy to go like, um, uh, what was going on with Mike today? Oh, he was being, you know, oh, he's always so, you know, but, but maybe we can all make an effort, you know, to, to let that person join the conversation. Maybe let's not talk about the Transformers movies for, for 50 years, but, you know, but actually choose a topic that we can all kind of like choose a base reality that we can all kind of, yeah. kind of get in on. Cause you know, what we also do in improv, which I think maybe works a bit less well in real life is like, if there's a scene about physics, you know, we try to play top of our intelligence, even if there's none, like we, we try to act in that scene as if we know what we're talking about. Right. Yes. And that can be awkward, you know, in, in real conversation, <laughs> we can tell pretty quickly if yeah. someone knows what we're talking becomes about. becomes apparent. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about sports and I'll be like, mm, I mean, I wouldn't even try to talk about yeah. sports in a way that I didn't know. <laughs> also exactly. an interesting, another interesting example that maybe takes it. Yeah. It's like when you walk into a room and you're like, I, I don't know, this, this definitely happened to me where you walk in and I can be a bit of a jokester sometimes. So I walk in and I'm like, ha ha ha, having a good laugh. And then somebody will kind of look at you and be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, and you're like, whoa, whoa, why are we not like having some fun here? And like uh, so-and-so's mom just called, there's a, an issue in the family. And you go, oh. Yeah. And as soon as you know that, like there's, you go from immediately, you go from like, what a bunch of party poopers to, oh, actually I get it this is serious and I should behave differently. You know, like that tiny bit of information. So-and-so's mom called, there's an issue in the family and you go immediately from judging these boring people to becoming one of the boring people, you know, like, Oh, okay. I'm going to be calm now. And are you okay? And can I help? And, you know, I think that right there is a, a prime example of how important understanding the base reality so, is. So you'd say like reading the room is an important aspect. It's like if you if you enter a conversation, kind of get a feel for where it's at. Or at least know? if you get a feel that there's a weird vibe, maybe like tap into that. Okay, there's a weird vibe. Maybe I should ask mm. something going on. Like what's what's up mm. in this room right now? Did I miss something? It's it's also something that I'm trying to think about more like more and more recently is to make sure that I let people know what's going on. Because then yeah. it puts people at ease. If you don't, if if it's also your responsibility to make sure that people know what's in your heads or what what's up with you. Because then they don't have to worry, or then they don't have to to assume the worst or stuff like that. Well, I think that we have covered all of the. Bases. Yes. You get it? Ooh, because yeah, it's good. a pun. It's a play on smart. base reality. Bases reality. Very smart. Um, I just, I want everyone out there uh, listening to know that um, we apologize profusely for the number of times we said the term base reality in yeah. this podcast. I, Henry and I will do our very best never to mention those three words ever again unless absolutely life. I will never say them again. <laughs> so we usually like to wrap things up, Gaston, by playing a little improv game with Ooh, our with fun. our with our hosts, our guests. So uh, yeah, we'd like to play a little improv game with you. What could we play? There's a wait, wait, wait. Um I got it. Let's do bad rap. How does that sound? Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. All right. So um, the way this game works is one person sets up a a rap and they set up a rhyme, which the coming uh, improviser on the eighth beat will then 
you know, finish the rhyme, but with a bad rap. So it doesn't make sense. That's the whole point uh, to get away from, yeah, to disassociate your brain from what it's thinking of. So um, I can get us started. Mm -hmm. So we just need to get a rhythm going. So should we just... And we do bad rap, bad rap, bad, bad, rap. Right. bad, bad rap, rap, bad rap, bad, bad rap, bad rap. We just did a podcast now. Bad, bad rap, bad rap, bad, bad rap. rap. The thing in the field's not a horse. It's a shark. <laughs> bad, <laughs> bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Yesterday I changed my oil. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Didn't work. I poured it into the. Bin. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Yesterday I bought a hat. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Didn't like it. I looked really good. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Plants are hanging by my wall. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. When I go to the bathroom, I go in a diaper. Bad rap. That's so bad. So bad. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. When I go out, I look cool. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Especially when I'm sitting on a chair. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. This morning I drank some tea. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. I ate it with some crackers. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Yay! Oh my god, that was the silliest. I love that game. So bad. I don't know why it's so. Gaston, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for being with us on this journey. Thanks for bringing your thoughts on the on the base reality. This episode will probably come out end of July. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'd like to plug my podcast. I have an improvised podcast in German, though. Okay. For all the German listeners, Gaston is actually. German. For those of you who thought he was a native English speaker, you're not right. He is German. I am faking. But his accent is absolutely astounding. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so my podcast is called <laughs> Lebens Podcast mit den Onis. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It's out weekly. And other than that, yeah, check out all of the things that you like this week. If you if there's something that you want to do that you really like, just do it. You know, don't question. Don't be like, ah, I should be doing something productive. No, just do it. Do the thing you like. Uh, so I'm plugging the thing mm. you like. I want to I wanna support that plug. What a lovely thing, Gaston. Yeah. Thank you for telling anyone who's listening. My mom's the only person. She's like, oh, I will do the thing. I'm going to paint yeah. a picture. Right? <laughs> but that's nice. <laughs> that's very nice. That's great. That, yeah. uh, for those who don't know, uh, Gaston, Blake, and I are playing in a fantastic improv team called Skeleton Brains. Right. Uh, who is playing regularly shows. So you can check out Skeleton Brains on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash Skeleton Brains, or you can look us up on Google. I think you'll find us. Skeleton Brains. Uh, yeah. Also on Instagram, etc. Uh, so there, you plug, we plugged that for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you're also on the Herald teams at, at right. Comedy Cafe Berlin. Right, I should Berlin, plug that, right? right? Like I'm on the Herald team $5 and uh, we play every second Friday night at 8 p.m. at the Comedy Cafe Berlin. And I can't speak highly enough of Gaston. He's one of my very favorite improvisers in the city and in the world. He's one of my favorite people to play with. Thanks so much, Gaston, oh, for being guys, on the podcast. Likewise, likewise. Go, go see him live sometime. Uh, and as for the rest of you, thank you so much for listening to uh, Improvise So You Make It. I'm Blake. I'm Henry. And we're Henry, Henry and Blake. Blake. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye.